When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, right. It's time to start your weekend off correctly. Forget the FPL deadline. Forget the Premier League games coming up. Forget the days of social media, wall-to-wall football coverage. This is the Barclays, and we're covering the Premier League from its inception to the current day, month by month. I'm Jake from What If Football, and this is Season 2, Episode 3 of the Barclays, December 1993, January 1994. The title race may seem inevitable, but... Join us and stick with Before we get going, we are on the Sports Social Podcast Network, as you know, three days a week. And thank you for listening. If you did so to Ranked on Tuesdays and the Nautis Nostalgia Podcast on Wednesdays and today, of course, the Barkers on Fridays. Thank you for joining us. That is our schedule every week on the Sports Social Podcast Network. And if you are enjoying podcasts like these that we do, that we produce here on What If Football, we're also on Patreon five days a week. Nostalgic podcasts like these. Great games on a Tuesday, for example, we did Andrei Shevchenko in the new Camp in 1997 in the Champions League. We got head-to-head, uh, a tale from Brazil, 1970 against 2002, who's the better of those two? We've got mailbag full of your alternate football histories, just like the ones we do on YouTube, and preview and reviewing all the weekend's modern action on Fridays and Mondays. But forget the modern football. Let's go back to December 1993. I was only 10 months old. And my team, I didn't know they were my team at the time, of course, I had no thought running through my brain. Manchester United, they were inevitable champions as it went. Norwich, though, turned up to Old Trafford and they gave the champions a bit of a go. Ryan Giggs would score the opener, but Sutton, Chris Sutton, one of the players of the week, as we'll discuss at the end of the show, equalised immediately, though. The second goal was ultimately superb for United. Giggs, Cantona, McClare, all combining for 2-1. 
and only a second half penalty equaliser could uh, stop United winning. The champions elect definitely on the ropes at times by the potential challenges, um, but as we'll discuss, Norwich has potential challenges may slip away. And Everton got their first win in a long, long, long time at home at Goodison Park under Howard Kendall, but this win would be Howard Kendall's last in his second reign as Everton manager, who claimed he was unhappy with the way things were going on and off the pitch. Everton, of course, towards the bottom end of the table and would be in for a bit of a ropey end to the season. Ropey, you could use a descriptor to describe Chelsea's season thus far, and they went 2-0 down to Blackburn at the Ewood Park Stadium, which is never known as. 18 points was the difference. Um, Blackburn simply needed a win in order to even be in the afterglow of United's title coronation, really. Graham Lasso, the unlikely goal scorer there early on, whilst Alan Shearer rubber-stamped the win late on. Arsenal had two games in three days, Saturday and Monday, which is now unheard of, thankfully, but then par for the course, really. Arsenal had their preparation for the North London derby, Blown wide open at Highfield Road, a late Mickey Quinn winner there, fed directly into Darren Anderson scoring the opener on Monday Night Football at Highbury. Fortunately for Arsenal, though, Ian Wright would equalise in the second half, and Arsenal scraped one point from these two games. Not a great start to the month, although it would get better for the Gunners. Around the grounds, Leeds bagged a great win at home to Manchester City 3-2, while Sheffield Wednesday pulled an owl out of the bag, or a rabbit, 3-1 at home to Liverpool. Newcastle and West Ham secured away wins in London against Spurs and Wimbledon, respectively, whilst the points were shared between Ipswich and Oldham, Sheffield United and Swindon, and QPR and Villa. Moving on to the following week, Manchester United's title surge was back on the road, and at Bramall Lane, Mark Hughes... Lee Sharp and Eric Cantona are all scoring in what was a, a fairly routine win, to be honest, keeping the gap back to Leeds to 12 points. Aston Villa and Sheffield Wednesday, they call this one a ding-dong battle, wouldn't they? The, the points were split at Villa Park. Sean Teal's own goal late on securing a point for Wednesday in this in this 2-2 draw, despite Dean Saunders' penalty. The goals, really, of Saunders and Atkinson, and even Townsend, really, drying up ever so slightly. Meanwhile, at Anfield, the mood wasn't on the whole, great. Um, they beat QPR, but only just, but they would go behind to Les Ferdinand in the uh, 10th or 11th minute there. They would pull it back before the half through John Barnes and Ian Rush, but, but quickly found themselves level in the second half, a minute or so in, and it needed a late penalty and a red card for QPR for Jan Mulby, Jan Mulby to um, to secure all three points for Graeme Souness' side at the beginning of the end for Souness as Liverpool manager here. Around the grounds of Swindon were sent back down to earth with another loss after the sharp reprieve of a point the previous week, this time at home to Oldham. Meanwhile, the, all the other scores were 1-0, Ipswich away to Southampton, Leeds at Upton Park, Man City got the other home win there at home to struggling Everton, of course. Another huge game for the title hopefuls here in Man United in the following week. Travelled up to St James's Park, their first Premier League taste of St James's Park. In the league's history, Paul Ince's got a, a beautiful opener, one of, one of the week's um, star men as well, we've got to say, they're here. Scoring with quite alarming regularity and scores this drilled opener here, but who else but Cole the goal, Andy Cole continuing his superb form. A great header to level it up, another game taken to the champions really, as United have a very, very tough schedule in and amongst this all, all this episode, really. Newcastle on another day might have won, but a point from the from the champions as a newly promoted team, you'd take, but ultimately should have been three. 
Swindon, they were in uh, fine form and what fine form constitutes for Swindon is a, a lovely point at Anfield. They went ahead at Anfield, would you believe? And not only that, they went ahead twice. This Liverpool side now is accused of having a soft underbelly at times. In 94, they were a far cry away from the uh, from the FA Cup final team of 96 with Jamie Redknapp, Stephen McManaman, Robbie Fowler, all younger for, uh, for this, even in 93, 94. And they, they would come back twice, even against Swindon. It's, it's still a good feat. But to score two at home, concede two at home to the to what are, to be fair, the league's whipping boys and relegation certs is, is is no fine way for Graham Souness to lift the mood at Anfield, really. Another two goal ships at Anfield, for example. The chance to close the gap at the top for Leeds was, unfortunately for them, frittered away thanks to the likes of um, Efenokoku, again, like Chris Sutton, one of the star men of this episode, really, scoring the winning goal at Carrow Road here for Norwich. And with Man United, Newcastle and Leeds all dropping points, Blackburn travelled to Oldham, Lancashire Derby. A win here would be absolutely invaluable. And of course, who else scored their two goals? Of course, another star man, Alan Shearer. Blackburn were just a point off Leeds now in second place and had a game in hand with almost half the season played. A potential title challenge, it's it's looking inevitable already in terms of the whereabouts of the title um, in 1994. But maybe Blackburn can put a little bit of pressure on towards the second half of the season. Around the grounds, Chelsea's drastic form continued at home to Ipswich in a 1-1 draw. Everton and Sheffield United couldn't be split either whilst, um, whilst Wimbledon shocked Villa away from home. Spurs got a good win at Main Road, 2-0. QPR likewise at the Dell. Southampton looking fairly desperately suddenly. Arsenal coming off the back of a derby with three points at Highbury though um, against Sheffield Wednesday whilst West Ham scored the odd goal in five at home to Coventry. Coventry again. Like Southampton, not in, not in the best form really. And in arguably the game of the episode, Tottenham met Liverpool at White Hart Lane. Sam Ways fired in the first on the counter whilst... Robbie Fowler kept his composure and showed it throughout this game, really, for the equaliser in the second half. Jamie Redknapp scored with a free kick and Fowler made it 3-1. Would it be game over? We should know now with this Liverpool team, conceding by the bucket load, really. Um, Spurs scored a penalty of their own in the second half and then a brilliant diving header to make it level. And Souness's troubling form continues to sour the mood at Anfield. Newcastle had a few quick-fire games. They got a win at um, Goodison Park and drew 1-1 with Leeds. Leeds themselves returning off the back of that draw to beat Arsenal 2-1. Uh, rather, um, Quickly an odd patch of dead earth in the middle of the Elland, <laughs> Elland Road pitch for that game. An equally odd-headed equaliser from Kevin Campbell in this game, but Leeds would. They'd win it in the second half and um, coming off a good point against Newcastle who um, were restricted in chasing the podium because of that. Meanwhile, at the very, very top of the table, Manchester United met Aston Villa. Ron Atkinson said he was going to have a crack at the Premiership, would you believe? He said, if we're not good enough, we're not good enough. That was the quote. Eric Cantona and Paul Ince with the goals ensured that they weren't good enough. 3-1, Man United won. And with Newcastle dropping points, Leeds dropping points, Arsenal dropping points as well, the gap widened. Elsewhere around the grounds, Blackburn though did win. They won at home to Man City whilst Ipswich prevailed quite shockingly really in the old farm derby um, while Swindon actually got a win. Could you believe it? Two wins now. Wow. Maybe the uh, safety, the safety fight is on. 
Um, this time he was at home to fellow strugglers, Southampton, though, so um, maybe an asterisk beside that. Wimbledon were also victorious at, at, um, at Bramall Lane at Sheffield United, whilst the most impressive win for me in this week has to be that Steel City neighbours, Sheffield Wednesday, 5-0 whipping of West Ham um, in the other game. Coventry drew 1-1 with Oldham, their own troubles continuing there. And another, another tough game for Man United, wasn't it? Um, Blackburn were next at Old Trafford. To be fair, all these games, most of them are coming at Old Trafford. And it was a tough old month, um, this stern test. Was made even worse, Kevin Gallagher clipping Blackburn ahead. And this is the that was the result that really every neutral up and down the country really wanted. Because a win for Blackburn here would make it interesting. Blackburn are some way back, yeah, I know. But they, they got the game in hand and a bit of momentum with that. It could have made sort of like the April May time kind of interesting, but of course, inevitably, Paul Ince in the goals again, headed equaliser. United keep Blackburn at arm's length without progressing really in terms of the gap at the top, but draws here and there against the bigger teams. Not too much of a bad thing for United after they've obviously built up ahead of steam in the first half of the season here. A superb win for Southampton was earned late on against. By which point he's a pretty hapless Chelsea team now. Um, Ian Dowie and Frankie Bennett's goals. A win that actually takes Chelsea into the drop zone. Chelsea Football Club in the relegation zone. This came on Boxing Day. Southampton leapfrogging them with the win. Swindon, another team rooted to the foot of the table in the relegation plight. What more could be said about them, really? Utterly doomed when you ship this amount of goals and of four coming at home to uh, Arsenal there. And Arsenal, though, they're back on the board and they're in fourth place by this point. In and amongst the more prolific goals of Chris Sutton of Norwich, Les Ferdinand of QPR, Alan Shearer of Blackburn and Andy Cole of Newcastle, but uh, quietly going about their business, you must say. And one of those, Chris Sutton, alongside his um, equally prolific strike partner, Efren Okoku, they were in almighty form and they scored three at White Hart Lane, helping them immeasurably. And they now sit seventh heading into the new year. Everton, though, couldn't be looking at a more different picture, could they really? Howard Kendall's left are now managerless, they're directionless. They were haplessly beaten at home to the Owls. They've got three quarters of the ground left. Losing 2-0 here, this Toff is really, really in a sticky situation here without any, seemingly without any real way out as they head into 1994. Around the grounds, we've got Coventry cobbling together a win at Wimbledon. Perhaps the start of some great form for the uh, for the lads there. And uh, Liverpool were hapless again, drawing 0-0 at Bramall Lane whilst West Ham, newly promoted West Ham, if we can still say that in December. What's the cut-off point? Let me know. They got another good away point at Portman Road whilst QPR coasted to victory over Oldham, quite predictably, really. And Oldham... For all the hard games that Man United have had in this episode, this was a welcome break, you may say. Going to Boundary Park, again, a, a northwest derby, so to speak. One of the least derby derbies you could possibly have, um, especially in the competitive sense, as Manchester United rattled in five goals here and we're now opening up a 14-point lead over Blackburn, although admittedly Blackburn do have games in hand, we know that. Blackburn kept up the pace. Two more goals for Blackburn at home to, again, hapless Everton. Everton losing 2-0 again. And who scored the two goals for Blackburn? I'll give you just three seconds to have a guess. Yep, Alan Shearer. Of course it was Alan Shearer. He scores every single goal for Blackburn almost. It's quite simply ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. 
and these goals from Alan Shearer, they're now drifted into second position by the time 1994 comes around. Norwich, well, they were in, they were hoping to be in the shout of it, but Aston Villa travelled to Carrow Road. Villa somewhere back as well. Both teams really clawing at a bit of relevancy. Chris Sutton found the net early on, but Ray Horton and Dean Saunders scoring the goals. And Villa now in the top seven. Maybe within a shout of the podium finish come May, but you're looking at teams like you're looking at teams like Newcastle, you're looking at teams like Blackburn, Arsenal, Leeds, who do look stronger than your Norwiches, your Aston Villas, teams that were challenging last year. And there's only really Blackburn and Man United who've kept up that consistency. And I think Blackburn from '93, obviously the asterisk of Alan Shearer's injury that has to play a part in the '92 '93 season to a certain extent. But Norwich and Villa, you see here, rather a leveling out process. Um, in what was a week, 92-93 season, with a lot of teams like Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, Leeds, not at the requisite level as what they, they ought to be, now finding their level. And um, this, as a result, obviously with the introduction of Newcastle does help as well, doesn't it? Or doesn't help Norwich and Villa. They've rarely found their proper level, I feel now. Speaking of Newcastle, they were the victims of finally, as The Rock says, a win for Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, a win which takes Chelsea back above Southampton. So that momentary, that momentary heartache, heartbreak, sheer terror of dropping back into the EFL um, was only a matter of two days in the making, really. They're now back above Southampton. They're now back above them into safety. Meanwhile, six goals were shared between Sheffield Wednesday and Swindon. And apparently not only can Swindon ship goals, as they did here, they can score them as well. Obviously, they scored quite a few in this episode, but the problem's not go- not going forward. The problem's just been absolutely battered defensively. Battered defensively from another newly promoted team, West Ham. Shipped three goals, a comeback win though for Spurs. Um, that's helped them to climb to the top half and admittedly climb above West Ham to do so. They are in the... T- above West Ham, they're in 11th as we enter the new year. Darren Anderton with another goal in that one. And around the grounds, we've got a lot of 1-1 draws on the undercard. We've got Liverpool and Wimbledon draw. We've got Man City and Southampton draw. We've got Leeds and QPR drawing. Whilst Arsenal thrash Sheffield United, again, quietly going about their business, winning 3-0 at Highbury and get the party poppers out. It's 1994. Not a party though, at Anfield. Graham Souness would resign later this month, but first, but first, he goes through the entirety of January. The form not picking up here, but, but, they would win at Portman Road, a rare win though in this time, an FA Cup defeat, it may, may as well be covered here, an FA Cup defeat to Bristol City would end his tenure at the end of this month, so Liverpool now on the hunt to find a new manager, as they are in the top eight or nine still, but... Not to the form that their team sort of demands, really. Meanwhile, it was around this time, really, January time. Everton were accused of poaching Norwich City's manager. All good festive fun as Everton go down 1-0 to West Ham. Their poor form continuing. Meanwhile, goals galore at Old Trafford as well. Man United and Leeds played at a 0-0 draw. United slightly losing ground on the title race, maybe. But um, with this hard-earned draw, like I said earlier, when you draw against the top teams after building such a head of steam up in the first half of the season... On New Year's Day, it does 
help United a lot more than it helps Leeds. Leeds needed to chase, they needed to take points off United and win at the same time. That didn't happen. Meanwhile, didn't happen for Aston Villa as well. They lost at home to Blackburn Rovers. Blackburn extending their lead over Leeds as well with this slender win at Villa Park. Villa's, obviously, their relevancy has been short-lived. And it just had to be Alan Shearer with the winner, of course. It doesn't. I, I might as well not even mention his name because he's just going to score in every game, isn't he? So <laughs> that's just by the by, it's guaranteed at this stage. Leeds had fallen behind Arsenal as well. Arsenal winning at Sellers Park on New Year's Day to Wimbledon. Kevin Campbell in good form, another potential star man at the end of this episode. Um, he's in good form, he scores a double and, of course, Ian Wright with the third in the second half. And around the grounds, it's a, a weekend full of away wins. Travelling away teams on New Year's Day, Sheffield United and Newcastle proved the outliers, squeaking through against Oldham and Manchester City, respectively, whilst on the road there were successes for Wednesday at Loftus Road, Norwich at the Dell, Chelsea at the County Ground, so continuing their form, and Coventry at White Hart Lane. And you can firmly scratch the Spurs-Liverpool game off for being game of the game of the episode here because we had another 3-3 involving Liverpool. Liverpool 3, Manchester United 3. Steve Bruce heads in, Ryan Giggs lobs, Grobelar for 2-0. Dennis Irwin scores an absolute beauty of a free kick for 3-0. It seemed for all the world, game over. 3-0 up Man United in the first half, attacking the Anfield road end, making Liverpool swap. Attacking the cop in the second half, in the first half rather. But attacking the cop, Nigel Clough scores two fantastic goals. Um, 3-2 was a score at halftime and Razor Ruddock heads it in to make it 3-3 in the second half. His celebration now iconic, clutching his head, going down, Stuart Manor on the back of him. Fantastic work by all involved there. <laughs> fantastic game, 3-3. And again, Man United, as I said, picking up points against strong, strong opposition and in a very, very hard run that they've had in this episode. They're still top by a long distance, which means now going into February, March, April, May, they've now, you'd see, easier contests and um, potentially walk into the title. Who knows? They may be a slip-up or two on the way, might they? And it was goals, goals, goals at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea in the goals. The form is back on you. Wait ages for a win. You wait almost two episodes for a win in the context that we're covering the Premier League here. And then two come at once for Chelsea. Mark Steen with the two goals against a poor Everton side. Let's be honest, a 4-2 win here. Um, Everton, desperate need of a pick-me-up. Norwich met Newcastle United. 1993's pretenders met 1994's pretenders as Andy Cole and Peter Beardsley, two lads in form, linked up as well as ever to score both of Newcastle's goals. The two now five points ahead of Norwich City and in fourth place ahead of Leeds who sink further and further into the quagmire of potentially dropping out of the European places. Around the grounds, though, there were no goals for Highbury and Upton Park in the games between Arsenal and QPR and West Ham and Sheffield United. Wednesday followed up a win at Loftus Road with a superb 1-0 victory at home to Spurs, whilst Coventry and Swindon shared the points. Coventry just simply chugging along now, aren't they? Swindon, did I say they conceded goals? Well, here's six more <laughs> they conceded at Goodison Park. Wouldn't you know it as well, the former Norwich manager was now the Everton manager, poaching and against the league's rules, according to the uh, <laughs> Norwich chairman. Regardless, Everton pumped Swindon here, scoring six of the best. Meanwhile, of course, Swindon, they love to score. Scored two again here, but um, not enough, obviously. Swindon, they're doomed, aren't they, unfortunately? Um, Blackburn Rovers, though, they got a win at Bramall Lane, beating Sheffield United 2-1. Who scored the goal? 
Alan Shearer, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention him. He scores a drilled shot to get the scoring underway. Scores a second from roughly 12 centimetres out. Um, keeping that tepid Premier League title race heat on. And um, Liverpool got a 3-0 win at Oldham. This win doing very, very, very little to settle the mood at Liverpool. Oldham, of course, struggling towards the bottom end of the season. Liverpool on hand, though, through Julian Dix, Robert Fowler, Jamie Redknapp, to put a nail in the coffin of the Latics' season, really. Norwich and Chelsea met at Carrow Road and drew 1-1, so Chelsea are so good now they can even draw to Norwich, um, although this was probably more teams converging together form-wise. Norwich in the doldrums, Chelsea with this renewed vigour, um, the form lads of um, Stein and Ekoku scoring the goal, sharing the goal, sharing the points, and um, Chelsea's, relegation, Chelsea's relegation fright rather might have contributed to this mini-resurgence for unbeaten now, um, the Blues. Peter Beardsley was back in the goals, wasn't he? Um, scoring the winner at Loftus Road here in a 2-1 win and Newcastle against probably a really difficult QPR side. A bit of a banana peel um, in this season. Newcastle now up to third behind Blackburn, but ultimately, two, I think it's come too soon. 16 points back from Man United here and now we're entering sort of late January. So it's it's hard to see them mounting a title challenge. Around the grounds, there's goalless draws at Main Road and Elland Road and um, that saw Arsenal and Ipswich take away points. Same couldn't be said for Coventry, unfortunately, who lost at the Dell. That luster of Coventry in the earliest part of the season has really firmly gone away now, hasn't it? Southampton eking out um, a, a bit more towards safety and um, Villa Park, they didn't win it. Uh, West Ham didn't win at Villa Park, rather. The Hammers now relatively safe, aren't they, really? Um, the champions got another win on the border. Cutsy 1-0 win at White Hart Lane, whilst Wimbledon beat Sheffield Wednesday at home at Man United. Grinding out them wins now, another 1-0 win here. Mourning the death, of course, of Sir Matt Busby. And they honoured his life with a win at home to Everton, courtesy of a Ryan Giggs header to now go 13 points clear. 13 points still because Blackburn beat Leeds in a in a match really between two pretenders to the throne. And given that Blackburn scored twice, I'm not going to mention his name. You know, he scored one. Um, Gary Speed scored the pick of the goals to level it up in between those... Um, that's two strikes from Alan Shearer. Yeah, I mentioned him. Um, two games in hand, though. Potential title race. You win those two games. Win those two games. And it is seven points in it with quite a way to go. So we're not out of, we're not out of the woods yet, are we? Um, from a Man United perspective. Not out of the woods, though. Swindon. Not only did Swindon win against Spurs, they came from behind to win. A rare goal. A rare win that came from a free kick inside the box, really, <laughs> for the winning goal there. Newcastle, though, unfortunately, um, they fell to a Southampton defeat. Now 18 points. Nope, they're now 19 points back. My mistake. Apparently, his manager firing season, Alan Ball making his start to life. With Southampton, with a great start as manager, Matt Letizia scoring a free kick to win the game at St. James's Park and to dredge the Saints out of the drop zone. And in another 3-3, in an episode full of the buggers, West Ham drew with Norwich, a far cry from the goalless contest of the previous episode, you may, you may agree with me there. Chris Sutton with a shot too strong for the Hammers goalkeeper and a P-roll deflection for West Ham to, uh, to secure the newly promoted club a point. We're going to stop calling them that now. I think episode three is a cut-off point of every season, isn't it? So around the grounds in this final match day of this episode, we've got a lot of draws to close out January. Oldham held Arsenal at Highbury. Villa were held at Stamford Bridge. And Ipswich and Wimbledon were impenetrable. Both nil-nil at Portman Road. QPI got a win at Highfield Road to rubber stamp their place in the top half. Coventry bounced back a few days later to beat Ipswich, whilst Liverpool's win at home to Man City did. Very little to lift the mood in Graham Souness's final league game at 
Anfield. Oh, no, yeah, there was a Steel City derby that finally had a winner at the fourth attempt in the Premier League. The Owls clawing at the Blades with three goals in 12 second half minutes to win the contest there in South Yorkshire. After this short break, we'll take a look at our favourite memories, best game, best player, best team as we round up today's action, the week's action from the previous two months of the Premier League. Welcome back. Time to run down the Premier League table. And of course, in first place, Manchester United, 64 points. Blackburn have climbed two places to second, 51 points. 31 be- 13 behind, but two games in hand. They've they've only dropped two points, 22 points in eight games. So they must go down as, for me, the team of the week. Alongside your Manchester United, who've got 20 points in 10 games. And others. Arsenal have got 46 points from 27 games. They're in third and it seems to be potentially a bit of a gap opening up here to uh, from the top two, or rather from Manchester United to then Blackburn Rivers to then the chasing pack. Newcastle climbed two places to fourth with 45 points. And despite all the, the souring mood around Anfield, Sooness leaving, Liverpool climbed four places to, 40, to fifth to 43 points from the previous episode anyway. 17 points from 10 games, which... It's probably about the right form for fifth place. Obviously, Liverpool want to be in the league shout, don't they, really? And they're now 21 points behind, admittedly with a game in hand, although that does very little. Leeds, also on 43 points, have conversely dropped four places. They've only got 13 points from their nine games in this episode. Meanwhile, Sheffield Wednesday doing the dirty work, doing the doing the quiet work here. 40 points they've got. They've climbed a total of eight places to be in, to be in the shout of, of uh, European football here. 20 points in 10 games, so they must be considered alongside Man United and Blackburn Rovers as the form teams in the uh, in the division at the moment and will go down in the conversation later on. Norwich City are in, ninth, are in eighth on 39 points, dropping a place, 12 points from nine games, not the best form. QPR, 39 points, also dropped a place. Similar form, 12 points from nine games. Norwich have a game in hand though on QPR. Aston Villa have petered out into 10th, nine points in eight games. That is near relegation form, isn't it, unfortunately? And a lot of, they're probably the worst performing team outside of the drop zone really in this episode. West Ham make up the rest of the top half, 35 points from 27 games, but they have dropped a, dropped a place. But Coventry make up four places there on 34 points in 12th place. Wimbledon again safe, 33 points. Ipswich surprisingly safe on 32 points after last season. Tottenham in the doldrums alongside Everton. Tottenham, 30 points in 15th place. Everton, 28 points, 16th. They've both dropped four and three places respectively. Chelsea are in 17th, but they have climbed two places, as have Southampton behind them, two points behind them as well. Though Chelsea do have a game in hand and two games in hand over Tottenham and Tottenham and Everton. So if they win those games in hand, they are now, or would be, alongside Ipswich on 32 and at the expense of Manchester City, who drop into 20th with Sheffield United, just a point and a place above them and making up the bottom three. They're now seemingly doomed to relegation. Oldham and Swindon Town. Man City have five five points from eight games, not looking good for them either. Oldham have six points from nine games. And Swindon, probably in the better form, 10 points from 10 games, although it's not seen it. They have had a couple of high-profile draws against like of Tottenham, against like of Liverpool, have been scoring a lot of goals. The only problem is they ship six goals to the likes of Everton, who are also struggling. And uh, yeah, 
So I think the, the, often with these things, the, the greatest memories and the greatest games from this sort of era also they get, they kind of get melded into one. And for me, it has to be Manchester United 3, Liverpool 3 at Anfield. The memory, if you're going to split them apart, is the Razor Ruddock celebration with his header to claw back a 3-0 deficit to draw 3-3. Absolutely outstanding game. And um, yeah, probably the best game in up until this point, perhaps, perhaps in Premier League history so far. It's one of those that often gets replayed on Sky Spots now. And um, it has to go down as the abiding memory of this episode anyway. And, and, and as a player, I'm not going to give it to, I'm not going to give it to a... Um, to a, to a goal scorer, and we've had plenty of goal scorers, as we always do. Of course, the man who must not be named, he's in there for Blackburn. We've got Andy Cole, we've got Chris Sutton and Efren Okoku for Norwich as well. Andy Cole, the goal, I mean, he's, he's in absolutely incredible form for his first season in the top flight of English football. Incredible football um, from Cole, the goal there. Kevin Campbell's been doing some good stuff as well. Eric Cantona, as always, he does. But I'm going to give it this week to Paul Ince as the player of the episode because he's been scoring some vital goals in games for Man United, who which have been very, very tough. They've played Blackburn, they've played Newcastle, they've played Liverpool, they've played Leeds, they've played Norwich, they've played Villa. Those are all top 10 teams. They've only really played, for me, weak opposition in the form of Sheffield United 19th, Everton 16th. So... And Tottenham really 15th, a more mid-table than week. So they've had a hard month, hard couple of months here, but they've gone undefeated. Paul Ince in the midfield alongside Roy Keane, Brian Robson, superb midfield. Paul Ince has scored some, added some great goals to his game as well, so that's got to be, he's got to be in with a shout there for Seema, the, the player of the episode, and he, he must be named as that for me anyway. And in terms of team of the episode, going on form, you do have your Sheffield Wednesday be quietly going about their business. Man United, of course, as well as <laughs> inevitably always going to be up for this award, aren't they, around this time. But I'm going to give it to Blackburn Rovers. Only dropped two points from eight games. And absolutely outstanding. Obviously, goes without saying, yes, Alan Shearer, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Easily the best performing goal scorer in the league at this stage. Maybe Andy Cole might pip him to the golden boot. Who knows? But we will uh, we'll find out in the coming weeks, won't we? Next week, we'll be back with, of course, episode four of season two of the Barclays. February and March. Who will win the Premier League? Is it sewn up? Who knows? We may even find out that episode. Anyway, um, are Alderman Swindon doomed? Who knows? Will Liverpool find the right successor for Graham Souness? Who knows? Who will win the golden boot? Who knows? We'll find out, though. Or at least get a bit closer to finding out next episode. But until then, thank you for listening to today's episode. Find us on Patreon, YouTube, and of course here on the Sports Social Podcast Network. In the meantime, till then, though, see you there. Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.